Hello, and welcome to the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. We are your hosts, Michaela and Kate. Hey. Hey, girl. <laughs> All right. This is episode 19 of the Pacific Northwest Showdown. And today we have a special guest with us later on in the show. Yes. Jarvis Tank Courtney Sr., who's an offensive lineman who has been putting in countless hours to make his dream of becoming an NFL player come true. Yes. So we look forward to talking with Jarvis later on in the show. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Yeah, I'm really excited to have that conversation. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be pretty great. Yeah, I'm excited for him and to see where his journey takes him. And so we'll talk a lot about the journey he has been on and what he plans to do to make his dreams come true. Take us over to the Pacific Northwest Athlete Quote of the Week. Yeah, uh, this week's quote comes from WNBA Storm legend Sue Bird. And she said, the one thing you learn is when you can step out of your comfort zone and be uncomfortable, you see what you're made of and who you are. So I just love this because I know for myself, I get really, I can stay stagnant and just very, um, you know, still in what I'm doing and just get in the routine of day-to-day life and sure. um, not, you know, put myself out there as much. And so just trying to do maybe even just like little things to, uh, to be uncomfortable or even, I mean, Hey, some people are like big risk takers. So maybe they want to go and like do something huge, but Hey, we started a podcast. It's I a mean, pretty big deal. That's right? true. That's true. And I'm using Twitter, which was kind of uncomfortable. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess there's all those things, but it made me think about, you know, like who do, who do you want to be? And like, who are you? And, and are those two things connected right now? And if they're not kind of, how can you get them connected? And so I just felt like this quote was a really good one for this week because I think a lot of us have been uncomfortable in the past couple of years and how are, you know, how are we using that to, there's been a lot of reflection because I think with the pandemic that Mm -hmm. we've all been challenged in ways that we haven't been before. And it's required a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. So do something new, challenge yourself in a new way. And sometimes it's really nice to have that kind of fresh start and you know, growth comes from being uncomfortable and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. And, you know, we do it a lot, even on this, on this show. Yeah. So, I mean, now I have, I have things to talk to people about because I know things about sports so I can just, you know, wait, 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 did she just say hashtag knowing sports? I didn't, I didn't say I, okay. So you just claimed that, you know, sports (laughs) and everybody heard it on episode 19. I said, I know stuff about sports. I didn't know everything. (laughs) Hashtag knowing stuff about sports. Okay. We could change, we could change hashtag learning sports to like hashtag have learned a few things about sports. I'll go with that. That is awesome. That is about how far I'll take it. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. Well, that is our Pacific Northwest athlete quote of the week. Coming up next is the showdown lowdown. It is time for the showdown lowdown. Hey, wait, you kind of like sang in the beginning that time. I do that on occasion and you always sound surprised. Like, <laughs> like it's not something I've ever done before. I mean, I feel like you're always like, welcome to the showdown lowdown. And then I get to be exciting. But this time you were exciting first. So I'm not even going to say anything. I'm Are just you gonna... jealous? No, no, no. You're jealous of my excitement? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh, I'm just surprised. So you, I will, I will leave you with that. I'm not always boring. Honor. It's fun. I didn't say you were boring at all. <laughs> You guys, you guys. Hey, how are you? All right. For those of you, if this is your first time listening, (laughs) (laughs) the Showdown Lowdown is our Pacific Northwest sports news and updates, quick reviews of what's going on around the different sports leagues here in Seattle. And Kate is going to kick us off with the Seattle Storm. 
Yeah. So the Seattle Storm has announced its coaching staff for the upcoming season. So Noel Quinn, who stepped in as coach midseason last year, is continuing on as head coach. Pokey Chapman and Ebony Hoffman are joining Perry Huang as assistant coaches. Coach Quinn said, I'm very excited to add Pokey and Ebony to our coaching staff. Both women are passionate about the game and exceptional teachers. They know what it takes to win at all levels and can help continue the championship culture in Seattle. Both Chapman and Hoffman are well-known throughout the league. Uh, actually, Chapman has a successful coaching career already with um, the Chicago Sky as mm -hmm. well as overseas. And Hoffman played 11 seasons in the WNBA and has had various coaching positions after retiring yeah. as a player. So fun fact, because you know I'm all about those fun facts. Head coach <laughs> Noelle Quinn actually had Pokey Chapman as a coach at one point in her playing career. Oh, and, that's so cool. And yeah, and she was also teammates with Ebony Hoffman at one point too. So there's going to be some really good kind of already foundational relationships yep. going on. That's important. Um, and she, you know, she had said along with how great Perry Huang has been rising up to the organization that it sounds like the coaching staff this year is ready to go. Um, there's also 99 days left until the home opener at Climate Pledge Arena. We just got to pick out our yes. seats for our season tickets, and it was amazing. So even if you can't get season tickets, we encourage you to go out and see some Storm basketball this season. Keep supporting all of our professional sports teams like the awesome PNW sports fam that we are. And if you go to a home game, yeah, more than likely Kate and I will be there. So yeah. let us know or, you know, hashtag PNW showdown if you're at games. So we yeah. know and you can say like, you know, that would be so fun. Yeah. It's fun to run into people. It is. And we've, yeah. we've run into a very small handful of some of our listeners and it's been really cool experience getting to meet people in person it is it is so we want to see you at some storm basketball games let's yes. support our women yes our women athletes yep yes absolutely oh my gosh i said your word who am i becoming you today i don't know i don't know i was given feedback though from a listener that i should just say absolutely as much as i want to but because they want to get drunk i guess <laughs> I think I know who probably told you that, too. <laughs> Hard to say. All right. So moving on to the OL Reign. Yes, women athletes. There have been quite a few roster updates for the OL Reign in the last week. So bear with me. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to try to be a little bit more slow here so you can understand the massive amount of changes or like updates in this area here. Yes. All right. Players who have re-signed with the OL Reign. Mm -hmm. You ready for it? Yeah. Midfielder Rose Lavelle. Yes. And midfielder MVP Jess Fishlock. Yes. Both signed two-year deals. Loving it. Ford Megan Rapino. Snaps for Megan. Yes. Signed a one-year deal. Love that. I have a feeling that her and Sue Bird are going to potentially retire after one year, but that's... You never know. You, you never, never hear. Know. Uh, we will take it year them. by year. We'll take it year by year. We have them both for this coming year. We will take it. We will take it. We accept. All right. And so also Ford Bethany Balser signed a three-year deal. Love it. Team captain defender Lou Barnes signed a one-year deal with a one-year option. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. So some new players. So those were all people that re-signed with OL Reign. So for new players, OL mm -hmm. Reign... Um, include one-year deals for defender Alyssa Mollinson, mm -hmm. goalkeeper Claudia Dickey, okay. and goalkeeper Laurel Ivory. So additionally, on top of that, midfielder Olivia Athens and forward Zani 
Kajan. I might be saying that last name wrong, so I apologize there. Both signed contracts for a one-year deal with a one-year option. Okay, so now on to the news of a player that has been waived, and that waived player is defender Amber Brooks. Mm-hmm. So as you can tell, there have been lots of... Some roster updates. Roster updates, yeah. extensions, re-signings, acquisitions, yeah. um, and changes here on the roster. And I, you know, it's exciting because to me, sometimes off-season can be more exciting than this. I can't believe I'm saying that. But yeah, you get it because it makes you excited for what's to come in yes. the season as, yes. as they the kind potential. of make some of these changes. Exactly. Yes. All right. So just as a reminder, we've talked about this over the last few weeks. There is there's only a few days left to enter the OL Reigns contest to win four VIP tickets to the home opener or to win an OL Reign jersey. And in order to be put in that contest, you have to go take a picture in front of their wall in the Soto District. And you can find that wall at First Avenue and South Walker Street and share it on social media. Then you will tag the OL Reign and use the hashtag, hashtag <laughs> OL Reign Lumen to be entered. The 29th is the last day to enter, which is this Saturday. It's true. January 29th. I think it's so fun that the Reign are doing this competition, too. Like, what a great way to get people pumped up about them coming back to, like, coming to Lumen, yep. coming back to Seattle, all of that. I think that that is super fun. So, loving it. Loving it. Let's keep it with soccer for a minute. And let's move on over to the Seattle Sounders. So, the Sounders have been down in Arizona for preseason and had their first friendly match on the 26th with the Portland Timbers. Um, they're in Tucson right now for that. Mm-hmm. And that ended in a draw. The first 60 minutes of the match featured more first team members, while the last 30 minutes featured more players from the Super Draft and the Sounders Academy slash the Tacoma Defiance. So, um, so that's been they're down there getting all that in, which is it pretty was cool seeing some of like the little videos and the yeah. pictures that they've been sharing on social yeah. media. So if you haven't seen that, definitely follow the Sounders, you know, mm-hmm. FC on social media. Yeah, it's been pretty great. I think Stephen, I want to say Stephen Fry showed a really cool picture with like a sunset behind it. Was, it was gorgeous. So, um, and then some personnel or roster sort of stuff for the Sounders. Um, defender Brad Smith has been traded to DC United for, um, and I am pretty sure this number was correct because I was kind of blown away by it, but I could be wrong, but we'll see. Uh, for $750,000 in general allocation money, um, forward Freddie Montero is staying with the Sounders after rejoining the team. Um, he had been gone almost a decade playing internationally. He was part of the yeah. 2009 inaugural roster for the Sounders. Mm-hmm. And the team and the fans are really glad he's staying for yeah. this season. When he came back last season, people were he seemed to be pretty pumped. So, um and Alex Rodan has been called up for the El Salvador national team and Xavier Ariaga has been called up for the Ecuador national team to for both of them to play in the 2022 World Cup qualifiers. So some cool sounder stuff um, happening kind of worldwide-ish at this yes. point. Yeah. A lot. So All right. For them. It is time for the Kraken. <laughs> yes. I love the Kraken. Let's talk about them. I'm laughing because... The cat and the dog love to make noise when it's time to record. It's true, but you know what? They're a part of this family, too. They're a part of the podcast. If you could all see Roman's eyes right now, they look so big. Like, what did I do? He's like, they're talking about me. I know it. All right. So on to the Kraken. The Kraken have had four games since our last episode. And on the 20th, they went up against the San Jose Sharks and came out on top three to two. 
The next day, they went up against the St. Louis Blues and showed that they were really playing back-to-back games. They struggled in this game, losing 5-0. to zero. It mm. was painful to watch. Yeah. A little less painful, though, was their game against the Florida Panthers. Oh, yeah, for sure. And this was an awesome game to watch, especially because they came away with the win of 5-3. to three. Yes. Yanni Gord said, we were much more predictable tonight. When a team is committed to playing like that, we're tough to beat for 60 minutes. Gruby was excellent. Everyone is committed to winning the game. That's what we did tonight, and we have to do that every night. Did I mention that the Panthers are currently the top team in the NHL, and this is the second time the Kraken have beaten them this year? I know. It's crazy. Crazy. Well, and it just shows, too, like, for instance, number one, who you have on the ice, what's going on in terms of who's healthy, who's Mm -hmm. not, Mm -hmm. team, just the, the vibe on the ice. Yeah. Um. Probably, well, obviously, game planning and how they're doing with that. Yeah. But it shows, like, even though they have obviously, like, the worst record right now, yeah, you know, in the division, like, any team can be beaten on any given day. Yep. And that's the most important thing to remember about sports is you could have the best team out there on the ice, but mm-hmm. you could lose a game. Absolutely. Oh, so there it is. I, slip back I always will hold hope for the Kraken to come out with a win. Yes. And uh, so let's continue on with, you know, they played on Tuesday and that was against the Nashville Predators. Unfortunately, they came away with a loss. Three to two. Mm-hmm. That leaves them with winning four out of six games at home, though. Yeah. So that was that was fun for fans to who had tickets to go watch four out of the six that came away with a win. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, you know, they're back on the road. There's a game happening as we're recording this podcast. It's true. It's the, I think the it's the intermission it's heading into the second and third period yep. right now. Yeah. So uh, if you're not watching, you're missing out on the game. <laughs> and you've missed it by the time you're listening to this podcast. So uh, they have games coming up against the New York Islanders on the 29th. The 30th, they have a game against the New York Rangers and on February 1st against the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. So that is, again, multiple back-to-back games, which is really tough on a team, right? Like yeah. who they have out there, the amount of energy that they're putting out. But I think the Kraken can manage it. So after the Bruins... The Kraken will have about a week off or so as the NHL gets ready for the All-Star Game on February 5th, in which Jordan Everly will be representing the Kraken. Whoop, whoop. And one more quick note, the Kraken will now have their own American Hockey League expansion team located outside of Palm Springs called the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Yeah. So this team will help provide the Kraken with more talent to develop and possibly access. So the uniforms were revealed as well, and they're pretty awesome looking. So check it out. Go Google what those uniforms look like if you haven't seen them yet. It's a giant firebird right in the middle. Super cool. It gave me like uh, Phoenix vibes from like Harry Potter kind of thing. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Then people will love it. Yeah, exactly. Or at least Harry Potter fans will. And there's so plenty of those out there in this That world. is very true, too. So let's move on to the Seawolves. And can I start with saying how excited I am to talk about the Seawolves? And as our listeners know, we went to the first exhibition match the Seawolves had with the Seattle Rugby Club's men's premier team on Saturday the 22nd. And I'll talk more in depth about the overall experience in Kate's Corner. But here's the nitty gritty. The match was full of energy and you could tell both teams were enjoying the experience the score ended up at seawolves 76 and men's premier eight and 
The score may be a little lopsided, but I know I was impressed with both teams and yeah. excited to see more rugby this season. Another important note to add, Cole Zarcone, who is a CWU alum, so Central, is returning to Washington to hunt with the Seawolves through the 2022 season. He had previously been playing for the San Diego Legion as a wing, which is usually position 11 or 14 in the grouping of players that make up the backs. Um, their final preseason match is on January 28th at 7 o'clock at Starfire against the Hartford Harpooners, hoping they will get another win. Harpooners. Yeah. That's a yeah. fun word. That is a fun word. All right. So, and honestly, we would totally go to that match on Friday, but we have tickets to a play. So, yeah, <laughs> it's true. You can only be in one place at once. Arts right? and sports, you know. Exactly. We're multidimensional. Well, we live in Seattle, so it's kind of the perfect place to live for all of that. True. All right, moving on to the Seattle Mariners. So there is some sad news again. Oh, my goodness. I know. Um, coming from the Mariners today that Gene Klein's former hitting coach from 1989 to 1992 has passed away. So according to a tweet put out by the Mariners, he had been Ken Griffey Jr.'s first major league hitting coach and helped Edgar Martinez to his first American League batting title in 1992, which happened to be the year I was born. True. And our, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and, yeah. and, and those who love him. And never fun to see, but this important to remember people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, our condolences. But mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that is very sad news. All right, so kind of changing the vibe here for the Mariners. Major League Baseball and the MLBPA, so that's the Players Association, mm -hmm. have been meeting to further negotiations this week. And according to an article by Mark Feinsand, a deal originally rejected by the MLBPA was revamped and presented with changes based on a framework from the MLBPA that seemed to be gaining more traction. Mm -hmm. The MLB seems to be dropping several proposals that were not favorable to the MLBPA, including six-year free agent eligibility, draft pick compensation, which has been in place since 1976, and the proposal to eliminate Super 2s, change to the pension plan and paying arbitration ready players via a formula. The MLB is including an increase in starting salary, a bonus pool for the best pre-arbitration players and an increase in the CBT threshold, which is a luxury tax to regulate overall player budget rather than a salary cap system. So under the proposal, players would receive a minimum of $258,500 more over their first three years of service, which represents a 15% raise for the, from the current figures. It also sounds like there are still around a dozen more issues needing to be resolved that are not core economic factors, so there's still work to be done, but things are hopefully moving closer to an on-time start of the season. Yeah. I mean, it sounds promising. It's yeah. it's nice that the MLB was willing to drop some things and hopefully have that help out to make some make some progress. Headway. Yeah, yep. exactly. So um, another off season situation here right now: the Seattle Seahawks um, free safety Quandre Diggs was named to the Pro Football Writers of America All NFC Team on Yay! Monday. Pretty cool, right? I just want nothing but good things just for Quandre. Exactly, exactly. So he was actually the only Seahawk to be named to any of the three teams wow. that they had put together. They did an All AFC and All NFC, and then an All like Seahawks. Kind of got to step it up. Come on. So yeah, and. 
And Diggs has also said publicly that he wants to remain in Seattle if the price is right, if they can work it out. So I know that we would love to see a deal work out. So hopefully they can do it and everyone gets what they want and we can keep Quandre and all of that. So we, we just fingers crossed on that one. And since you all know how much we love mascots, we have some great news that Blitz is headed to the Pro Bowl. Isn't that exciting? That is exciting. We are pumped for our favorite aviary mascot, Go Blitz and Go Hawks. And the She Talks Hawks segment will be back next week. So you'll have to wait till next week for some more awesome Seahawks information. All right, so let's do our Pacific Northwest Player of the Week. Yes, let's announce who it is this week. I'm so excited. I'm really excited yes. because this goes to a Seattle Seawolves player. Yes. Number eight, Captain Reichert Hatting deserves this honor this week because he scored three tries in last weekend's first preseason match against a Seattle Rugby Premier team. Yes, so cool. I mean... I am learning sports and also rugby. I was texting my nephew earlier about some things. But, you know, just trying to figure it all out. And, I mean, three tries, that's a lot. I mean, I hardly try much just in general. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I had to make it the joke in there somewhere, right? I love it. I had to. Oh, so, geez. Okay. <laughs> but congratulations. See, you see why I love this woman so much? <laughs> She's so funny. Congratulations, Riker. We're so excited that we yes. got to witness that. We are excited to see more games as well. All right, this concludes our uh, showdown lowdown segment. Yeah. Coming up next is? Well, it's it's going to be probably uh, Kate's Corner since we don't have the She Talks Talk segment. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, see you in a second. <laughs> Welcome to Kate's Corner. Yeah. So after attending. See, you get your singing moments. <laughs> Let me have mine. You can have all the singing moments you want, baby. You just go right ahead. You could sing all of the things you read if you wanted to. No, it's okay. Continue. All right. So, um, like I was trying to say, after attending our first Major League Rugby match, um, I wanted to highlight the experience for our listeners over here in Kate's Corner. And, however, though, we also got a mailbag question from the Seattle the, Seawolves Rugby. Um, Seattle asking Seawolves. for a, quote, full recap on your first Seawolves rugby match experience and why you're now excited for the season abroad. So um, since I'm an Enneagram 2 and hate disappointing people, here you all go. Right. So first of all, the Seawolves, they play down at Starfire Stadium in Tukwila. And if you've never been to a match there, I suggest going a little bit early, yeah. especially on the weekend, because there's a lot of other fields there for soccer and such. And the parking has the possibility of being a little bit busy and you don't really want to miss anything. So we went early because we we like to go early places when we've never been there before. And I was glad we did. And let's did. be honest, I don't like being late for anything. And I'm one of those people that likes to be extra early. Yes, it's true. So I told Kate, she's like, so when do we want to leave? And I was just like, we want to get there about two hours early. <laughs> but it was, it was fun. It was worth it. We got it was to great. like, we got to like walk around. We went to the watershed FC to grab a drink before heading in. And it was really fun getting to go to their other location because we go to the watershed in um, Northgate up here in, in Seattle all the time. And so that was kind of fun to see their other, their other spot. Um, once we got to go in the stadium though, I was really happy to see that snacks were available. Yep. I, I always like to know that food is nearby in case I get hungry. Uh, I start to kind of fall apart if I get hungry. So I like to know that there's access to snacks. Um, we had a few drinks and Kate was like, remember we have not had lunch. And yeah. so I broke the seal for those of you who know what that means. I broke the seal. And so when I was down there, 
I got us some Polish dogs. It's so good. And I came back and I was like carrying like <laughs> a couple Polish dogs. And she's like, yes. I was so happy. I'm so grateful. I had seen somebody else carrying them and I was like, man, that sounds really delicious. So I was glad that Michaela just read my mind. Um, and then so we got we got there and we went in the kind of the stadium area into the seats and we pretty much like immediately ran into Broccoli Guy. So if you don't follow at PNW Broccoli Guy, then you definitely should. He's so nice. And who doesn't admire his appreciation for dance moves with such a great cruciferous vegetable? <laughs> I mean, so I love the passion. It's so I fun. I saw a tweet from him earlier today because he's a teacher. He is. And he teaches he kindergarten. talked about a student coming up to him, like showing the vegetables he brought yeah. for the day and yeah. like saying, like, I'm eating vegetables like you are. And it was just like the cutest so thing I've cute. ever heard. So cute. Yeah, he's he's a great follow for sure. Um. So, yeah, we talked to him for a little bit. That was pretty great. We found our seats. We got to watch the teams warming up. And it was kind of a good time to get a feel for the space in general. The stadium's more, like, intimate and cozy versus, like, Lumen. Um, the size of it actually, like, doesn't really make – it doesn't make the, to act, the athletes feel, like, smaller. It makes it sort of seem almost more like this exclusive Yeah, like, it felt very viewing, like experience. Almost like we were going to, like, some private practice or private match or something like that. So that was kind of a fun – a, kind of a fun feeling in that stadium. I really liked that. Um, and DJ Trunks is there. Um, and before, you know, the match started taking requests, you could like tweet at him and he played our request, which I was excited about. So, um, so that was really fun. And I know you're all waiting for it. So let me just tell you that. Yes, it's true. We met Rucky the Seawolf and my heart maybe exploded. You may have seen the selfie that we posted on social media. Uh, I think my eyes really give away all the feelings that I had yes. in that moment. And I just got to tell you, he was the most nimble land orca I have ever seen. He was doing push-ups. He was catching like stray balls that went out of bounds. Look, look Rocky the Seawolf is the DK Metcalf of the sea. <laughs> I... I mean, when you're there in person and you can see the muscles that Rocky has, like, Rucky's, I mean, Rucky's ripped. Rucky is quite the buff orca. Is, yeah. I mean, he's just pretty impressive. I mean, it was pretty cool. And at one point, they were throwing out like plushies of of Rucky out mm -hmm. to the fans and stuff, which was really cool. I mean, he didn't really just do it all. He was. It was very cool to meet him. I was very excited. Um. So, but maybe we should, maybe we should talk about the actual match and not just my fangirling experience. Sure, I guess let's hear like it. just beside me just being so excited about the whole thing. Um. We learned kind of after the match that um, the teams actually know each other really well. It makes sense that they're both in Seattle, but actually some of the Seattle Rugby Club members had been Seawolves and vice versa. So there's a lot of goodwill and camaraderie on the field kind of from what it looked like. And um, yeah. one of Michaela's friends who used to play rugby was able to come too. Mm -hmm. So he was really helpful and because we're sort of learning as we watched. Yeah. So that was nice to kind of We've be We've seen to videos and we're over. like learning it through, you know, of course, watching videos on that, that's that been shared with us from other fans who are like, hey, here's some great content for you. Which has been you. so nice. Thank you. It's been very nice. Yeah. and But it was really helpful actually having somebody sitting next to us who has played before that can then and there explain to us live what's happening. And it was really cool listening to Kate because... Kate's somebody that really is great at soaking up information that she's consumed and like holding on to that. So before my buddy was like telling us what was happening, she's like, well, 
she starts pointing out like, this is what this is. This is what's happening there. And I was sitting there like, <laughs> okay, so Kate's about to be the expert here. She's going to have to do like <laughs> the I breakdown for the. I don't always follow the rules, but I have a thing for knowing the rules. So yeah. like that's probably part of it but you know watching the game i just want to say like i could never be a hooker not that kind of mom don't worry or like a prop or anyone else who is involved in a scrum uh oh, those guys were ridiculously strong and quite coordinated mm -hmm. how tightly they all were together and how it kind of moved around and everything it was it was it was awesome um the match has two 40-minute halves with only a 10-minute intermission in the middle, which I was pretty surprised there, about. It's a really physical game. So having a 10-minute intermission yeah. in the middle between those two halves, I mean. Yeah. I mean, hockey's only like 60 minutes, but they've got like two different intermissions and stuff. And I I don't know. I'm not trying to compare, but I was just – I was surprised it was only 10 minutes. I did like, though, that the the each – 40 minute section had like a hydration break. Yeah. That was kind of nice. I was like, good. We're paying, we're paying attention to that. So other than that though, it doesn't really stop a lot during the game. So, I mean, the stamina that these athletes have is impressive to be able to go in and out um, or to keep going. I mean, um, for so long. So it was pretty cool to see kind of what we've been hearing when we've been learning about rugby, that it really is for like kind of anyone there. Yeah. were Those guys out there were all different shapes and sizes. And it seemed like, they really all had their place and Abs it was just, absolutely. I mean, it was, they were just rocking it out. It was pretty cool. So, um, over the course of the game, there were 12 tries, which isn't just like an attempt, but it's actually like where you score points and it's worth five points. Each try is worth five points and they're similar to like a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Um, and then six out of the nine conversions were made. Those are worth two points and they're similar to like a point, um, point after, after touchdown kick. kick. Yeah. So it's similar to that. Not the same though, but close. Um, so at, one of my favorite things though about it was that at the end of the game, at the end of the match, they all, all the players like lined up. And so it made me think of like when you were in little league and it was like the whole lineup of both teams and you'd be like, good game, good game, good game. It was like that. Um, but it was just where the players from both teams were kind of interacting in a positive way together. And, it seems like because in rugby, you know, the competition ends when the clock runs out. And then yep. after the game's over or the match is over, they're, everybody's just kind of back to being themselves and just really different than in other professional sports where people are angry or hold grudges afterwards or act all immature and stuff. So that was really fun to see. It was really refreshing um, for someone like me, you know, who loves it when everybody's nice to each other. I'm, yeah. always, I'm always like, oh, look, they're helping each other out, um, which I get is not always the thing, but still it's nice to see. Um I know that we both totally want to go to more rugby matches. And by the end, I was starting to get hang the hang of it kind of enough. I think that, you know, next time I'd be better able to follow along and know what's happening. But it was so cool. It was really great. I think anybody who hasn't been out to see the Sea Wolves or even just like out to see Seattle Rugby Club, um, there's they have women's teams, men's teams. They like work with kids and stuff like just get out there and see some rugby. It's pretty cool. And we're going to be going to more um, matches. February for us every oh year gosh, is so like packed. packed because of an enormous amount of, birthdays. of birthdays yes. in our family that happen all in February, which is a very short month. So you can only <laughs> imagine um, <laughs> how much cake we eat uh, through that time. True. So True. coming up in March and April, we'll be able to attend a lot more yes, games. And we'll let you know when we figure out exactly when we get the tickets to which ones we're going to go to. But you so. all should go in Please February, go. in yes. March, in April. Just go to the games. And if you've never watched a rugby game, like just go and attend. The people there are really nice. And the tickets are not that expensive. I think 
I think the most, well, I mean, aside from like VIP seats or something like that, right. I think the most expensive tickets are like 50 bucks. So, yep. and they have like 30 bucks, I think too. And mm-hmm. so pretty affordable in terms of professional sports. And these really are professional sports. These are professional athletes. They are, it's a major, it's, major league rugby. Yeah. It's amazing. It so. is amazing. So thanks for stopping by. Kate's Corner. Corner. Ooh, it was a duet that time. I know. Nice. Hey, <laughs> coming up next is our special guest segment with Jarvis Tank Courtney Sr. Yes. So stay tuned. All right. This is our special guest segment. Yes. We are here with Jarvis Tank Courtney Sr., who goes by Tank. That is his nickname, and we're really excited to have you here. Thank you for being here today, Tank. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. All right. So just for those of you who are our listeners who might not know about Tank on social media yet, yeah, Tank is an offensive lineman. He's from a small town and has been fighting and working hard to make his dream come true of playing in the NFL. Tank is currently a free agent, having played arena football and works as a motivational speaker and a personal trainer. He strives to make his family proud, including his fiance and two-year-old son. And Tank made a promise that he intends to keep to his late grandmother Mm. that he will be successful in life. And that's so inspiring for all of us. It's you're totally a family person. It comes through in all of your posts that you share, how important this is to you. So Again, thank you for being here on the show today. Yeah. Yeah. We are really excited for you to be here with us on episode 19 of the Pacific Northwest Showdown. So we're going to dive into some questions so that our listeners can, you know, get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to start off with some fun questions first. So Michaela, you want to go first? Yep. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for a couple fun questions to start? Yeah. You're in it. Okay. So question one. Growing up, who was your biggest sports hero and why? Uh, Ray Lewis. Ray the Lewis. Baltimore Ravens, because mm-hmm. he's very inspirational. And um, I've read on his story and everything like that. And it's just, it's inspiring. And I wear number 52. He wears number 52. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, I feel like we... I, I wanted to be like him ever since I was young playing football, but obviously I don't play linebacker, I play offensive line, but he's been, you know what I'm saying, the hero for me. I would be interested to see you like lay someone out, like lay, Ray Lewis style. <laughs> <laughs> like you it's have so- to tell me that you've played some defense in your time and you've laid somebody out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I there, There's no way that's your hero and you haven't tried that just to see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michaela likes the hard hits. So yeah, yeah I'm not I'm well, not surprised she mentioned that's me. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Well, okay, so we've had some playoff games and stuff so far this season. So who do you think, based on who's left, who do you think is gonna win the Super Bowl this year? Tough because the Rams is doing good. Mm-hmm. They, they Brady last week, uh Cincinnati Bengals. They I'm I'm either going with Cincinnati or the 49ers. 
Okay. Okay. I can respect okay. that. Look, yeah. I've been pushing, yeah. I'm pushing for the Bengals at this point. It's been awesome. Awesome. Seeing Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just connect again after their time at LSU yeah. coming to the Bengals and just lighting, lighting it up in the AFC. And, but I have to say, obviously I'm a, we're Seahawks fans on this side and watching the 49ers and the Rams play this upcoming weekend for that NFC championship title to go to the Super Bowl. It's a little painful on our end. Hashtag not the Rams. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> not the Rams. But the reality of it is, is the Rams are a very, very good team. Like there's respect there where there's good players and a good team, great yeah. coaching, but yeah, it's a little painful again. Yeah. Okay. So I accept. I also like the answers. Okay. All right. Question three. This is a little bit of a scenario question. So bear with me here. Okay. So you are called by an NFL team to try out for them at the start of the new league year. What is your response to that phone call? And would it change anything about the way you are training now to prepare yourself for that opportunity? Well, if I did get that call, I'm going to be on the first flight out. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. I'm trading down. Like, I do a lot of circuit training. Um, I do a lot of speed and agility training, too. So I don't think nothing with, like, I don't think my trainer will have me change anything, really, because right now I'm just getting more leaner and stronger and faster. That's the answer we like to hear, right? Like that you wouldn't change anything that you're already doing the work that you would be doing and prepping yourself for always ready. I love that answer. And just because I'm curious and I will ask this, you know, coming up here in a couple of questions, but are you, do you have a preference for team or are you at the point where you're like, I don't care what team it is. Call me up. Honestly, I, it's my dream, so I don't even care who called me. Honestly, like, at one point, you know what I'm saying, like, I was – I went out to Cleveland. I don't know yep. if y'all heard that. Mm. I'm to get that going. Um, and then at one point, I was – like, it's, it was a lot of Seahawks fans just pulling for me, was telling Pete Curl, like, bring him out. Just let's see what he got. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're, we're send him back home and put him on a practice squad. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying, like – that's something they could look into because I'm not asking for no money. Like, all I want to do is just work out in front of y'all and just, mm. I'm, I'm ready. I'm not trying to sound cocky or anything like that, yeah. but I'm ready. I've been ready. Mm. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, so you've talked a little bit about like circuit training and things like that. So what does a typical day of training look like for you? What do you do in a day for that? Um, well, I get- around like five o'clock in the morning. Then I go to the gym. Uh, it's just, <clears throat> it's like I got an hour on and then an hour off. So that whole hour nonstop is just, it's, mm. it's, I don't really get breaks. And it's like my trainer, he's, he's training my body to when I get fatigued, I can still be at a hundred percent. That's exactly where you would want to be too, because I yeah. like these offensive linemen, they're out there for every snap of the game for yeah. on offense. Right. So you need to be able to endure the entire game, all yeah. four quarters, plus maybe some, depending on if there's overtime, <laughs> which has yeah. obviously been a big talk about it's after been, this weekend. It's been um, so yeah, it's good that you're doing everything you can to you wake up at five in the morning. I know that I initially, I was just like, Hey, can you come on? And I didn't even think about the fact that you're on Eastern time. And I'm like, Hey, <laughs> six o'clock. And you're like, that's like nine o'clock. And I'm like, 
let's move this up for you (laughs) (laughs) because we can move it up. So very cool. Okay. So you just mentioned too, which we did hear about that whole Cleveland Browns, you know, journey that you had in August of 2020. So in August of 2020, you were gaining recognition via social media with the hopes of getting an opportunity to try out for the Cleveland Browns. And you flew down there for training camp and did what you could to get your shot. Ultimately, the pandemic made the opportunity difficult to seize with the protocols that were in place, it sounds like. So what's the next step for you to get this kind of opportunity again? What do you foresee yourself doing to really show the NFL that you deserve this shot and this chance? I wasn't going to take it as just one person to see my videos, anything like that, because like, as everybody knows, like I'm the underdog. I didn't play college football. Um, I had seen that arena football. They had like a, uh, a workout. And then I went there, I made it there or whatever. And they seen me, well, they actually reached out to me and then they invited me to the workout because they seen my film and everything like that. And it's just hoping that, you know, someone actually sees that and sees the work. Like when you got office alignment going down, you got office alignment catching COVID or defense alignment catching COVID, whatever case may be, because I play office alignment. I was like, <clears throat> why not bring me in? Mm. So do you prefer offensive line? This is a side question. Do you prefer it obviously over defense or would you say that like, if somebody was saying, Hey, come in and play defensive line that you could, you would already have that skill set to jump in because of your offensive knowledge of what an offensive lineman is doing that on, would you argue that that gives you the skill set to potentially come in on defensive line mm-hmm. and know how to battle that? Um, me being versatile, I don't think it'd be a problem. Just me coming in there and just getting the job done. I don't think it'll be an issue because I've trained like my trainers right now. They're training me for offensive line and defensive line. So I'm just getting yeah. I'm getting the full package. That's awesome. Yeah. So on on as or sorry, as an offensive lineman, what do you think your greatest strengths are for that? Uh memorizing plays. You know, knowing the defense lineman's weakness, um, I'm fast on my feet, strong. Um, just studying my opponent before the game even start, and that's what I feel like most offensive linemen don't do mm. because they just go into the game and just, oh, I'm strong, I'm fast on my feet, I can beat them. You got to study your opponent. That's how. I, that's that's what I do. I study my opponent, so I study their strengths and their weakness. So where that might be stronger, I might be weakest. So I got to work on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I come prepared. I like that you just said that though, because it's really like, it shows right. That like we can have skill sets and be great at what we do, but yeah. there's always something that we can work on because there's always going to be somebody that challenges something that mm-hmm. they're like when they excel and they're excellent at it, it's going to challenge something that even if we're good at it, maybe it will make us look weak. Like I think about Aaron Donald on the defensive line. It doesn't matter how good an offensive lineman is his, they have to double him. He's so good. Sometimes they've tripled. Right. So you think about these, solid players that really will challenge you and make you better because it highlights the areas where it's like, okay, well, the Mm -hmm. best of the best is actually highlighting this weakness where I can then become the best of the best. Mm -hmm. So I like that you said that too. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So we kind of already addressed this, but well, not this specific question. Can you play all positions on offensive line? And do you have a preference of where you like to play on offensive Mm. line? Yeah, I can play every position offensive line. Um, me, 
I feel like either guard or center. I can okay. play. I can play tackle too, but I prefer guard because, like, I like the pull. Okay. Mm-hmm. Offensive guards pulling, it's like what's up in sight. You can just smack it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And yeah. you, so you can play center too. So you can snap the ball, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that takes good communication skills. So, um, yeah. So how, how do you, how do you get that communication going on the line? Like, how do you describe your ability to do that? Um, just making sure like, man, me and my teammates on the same page. Mm-hmm. So like, they, I don't know. That's why it's always important to communicate with them. Like playing arena football, seeing, like a lot of guys, the way they're angled or the way they got their hands or anything like that. And I can tell how much weight they're putting on their hands. Like, okay, they, they, they coming. And I can see that. Or if I see my teammates, I can see their player doing the same thing. I'm like, listen, he's coming. He's coming. I just, I just, I know. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, that's good because communication is key. We've seen, you know, even in the NFL communication breakdowns, especially when backups are coming in and yeah. the struggle to communicate on the line, especially, you know, even with the Seahawks, they struggled when they were trying to figure out their center situation in the beginning of this year. And you saw it with, you know, Dwayne Brown there at left tackle Mm -hmm. and it's a different, it's Kyle Fuller in the center and it's, it's not who he was used to communicating with. So you could tell when there was breakdowns, even with frustrations among the line. So that is like an imperative piece of communication. So thank you for kind of elaborating on that. Um, so you kind of touched on it, but I'm curious, uh, how well can you recognize plays that the defense is showing and how do you adjust as an offensive lineman by what the defense is showing pre-snap? Well, it'd be different with the, like, with the linebackers and stuff like that. Like they could show that they're coming and then like they're, they're eased back some, but it's just like the way they're, the way they're aligned. And then I'm looking at feet too, you know what I'm saying? What's foot is in front of which and I can tell if they're coming or not or I can tell which gap they're ready to hit and I just go down the line just communicating with my office alignment like listen they're coming mm. nice so okay if by chance an NFL scout or coach happened to be listening to this podcast what is the final message that you would want to leave them with everything just if you give me an opportunity, it would it'd be the best decision of your life. Um, just trying to show, like, people in my community and people across the world, it's like, it doesn't matter if you go to the top schools or, you know what I'm saying, you get overlooked, like, your work ethic will show for itself. And mm-hmm. hard work don't never get overlooked. And that's when people see me. They they, they see a hardworking young man that's really trying to make it and and. and change not only my life but a, a lot of people's lives across the world like the other day i had a kid um <clears throat> me and my fiance i think we was coming out of the store or something like that mm-hmm. and he told me he was like you're the reason why i didn't commit suicide i was like what and mm-hmm. like i i just i broke down i was like what do you mean he was like just seeing you on twitter seeing you work hard even though you've had downfalls and everything like that and you still pushing you keep God first he was like you're the reason why I'm still here and I'm still pushing everything like that so mm-hmm. just like that right there and just <clears throat> changing people's lives and everything like that and just 
if they do come, they do give me the opportunity when I go in it's it's like so. Yeah. Look at me. You're getting, it looks I like know. I'm glassy over here. It's because it's true. I'm getting yeah. a little, like that makes me emotional. Yeah. Mental health. We talk about it on our podcast quite a bit in terms of the importance of it. So hearing you talk about the fact that like nobody really realizes the impact that they might have, even if it's like unintentional, but we do the words that we say, how we share the positivity of what we're pushing for in our mm-hmm. lives, how that can actually impact other people. So number one, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. And that is important to bring into an organization because that's what you, you talk about the locker room and that feeling in there and leadership and um, personalities and how that vibes well. And so you need people that come in and that they care about other people, that they're doing good work in the community, that they're creating an impact. Yes. What would you say? And this isn't, you know, this is kind of off script, but what would you say is the most important cause to you? Like if you were in the NFL, you know, they they talk about Walter Payton man of the year awards and the causes that people are doing that NFL players are kind of, you know, rallying behind what would be your cause? Um, just like, yeah, like helping people, supporting people. Just like the mental itself, because last year, like after I, like came back from playing football, well, playing arena football in Kansas. Like I kind of went through through like a mental breakdown, like dealing with depression, anxiety, and everything like that. Mm. And I just, <clears throat> a lot of people are afraid to talk to. And I feel like if you don't talk to someone and you just keep that all in, that's when you get crazy thoughts in your head. And I feel like it's it's good to talk to someone. Like everybody go through it. Mm-hmm. I. Went I talked to someone like I talked to my fiance and everything like that. I did therapy and, and it helps. It helps to talk to someone because you you can't beat it by yourself. Like I'm yeah. I'm but like that's something you just can't beat by yourself. So I would I would like to help whoever I can, like that kid right there. Like I, I wouldn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hits me too. That's you're getting me in my all my all my all feels. feels. All the feels. Um, but I also yeah. did study psychology. So I'm a little bit of a psych nerd a little bit in Just terms of like caring about mental health and all of that. So mm-hmm. um, thank you for sharing that mental health is important. And it's important to know that lots of us have. I yes. mean, I don't see how people actually go through life and can say that they've never experienced some form of yeah. depression or anxiety. Sometimes it's hard to like either number one, label it. It feels scary to label that in any way Mm -hmm. or even identify it in other cases because it's not talked about in so many different communities, right? It's kind of something that's pushed down or wanting to be pushed to the side and Mm -hmm. rub some dirt on it or what, however the phrase is. Yeah. But I'm glad that you mentioned it. It is important. So for our listeners out there, if you ever need support, don't be afraid to reach out to resources, to family, to friends, people care. They want to know very much, but on that note, it's been so awesome having you here with us, Tank. You know, we appreciate the time that you've given us, that the words that you shared, we really support you and what you're trying to do here and getting to the NFL. And we really hope that you have a chance and a shot to show your abilities to any NFL team that needs somebody like you on their team. Yeah. Um, maybe we should have, like, maybe we should start having the Seahawks push for it again. Cause I mean, we could use some better O-line out there. So (laughs) it's true. All right. Jarvis, Jarvis tank. Um, again, just thank you for being on episode 19 of the Pacific Northwest showdown. 
And hopefully maybe one day we can have you come on again and we can see how this journey is going, but it's the off season. You go hard, you go hard, you put your name out there, you do everything you can to get where you need to be. Cause I think that you can do it. Yes. The only limit is the limit of your own mind and anything else that anybody else has to say doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. It's good having you on. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, it is time for the mailbag segment. Oh, yes, the it is mailbag. our favorite segment each week because we get to answer your questions. I love seeing what everyone comes up with too. Yeah, it's been it's been really fun and I love uh I love how some of you ask questions every week. It's just I love it. So anyway, let's get started with our first question from Steve Olson and he says, "What is one sporting event that do you want to see come to Seattle?" host a Super Bowl, Final Four, PGA or LPGA tour stop or something else. I'm going to say the Super Bowl. Yeah. If the Super Bowl was in Seattle, number one, obviously I would want the Seahawks playing in that Super Bowl. That would be awesome. But I would do everything I could to get tickets to that Super Bowl. Sure. Because I can only imagine. Granted, you know, it might not be the best. Like it could be a nasty game. In February. I mean, yes. For if they had a Super Bowl here. You would just, I mean, that it's, would be the there's, time. It's not, you know, it's an outdoor. It would be the time that getting the cheap seats would be nice because they're undercover. So you wouldn't have to worry about at least rain getting on you. It'd be cold. Yeah. But, you know, I think I agree, though, that I would go with the Super Bowl. I mean, Final Four is fine. Like, and golf is fine. We had a U.S. Open thing come here a few years ago down in the university-placed Coma area. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's all fine, but I just think the Super Bowl would be pretty cool because I have we ever had a Super Bowl here it before? It would be epic. No, I don't think we have. Yeah, it so would be. It would be amazing. I'm sure it would be crazy. Uh, but yeah, so much. I'm sure it'd be so much fun, no matter who was playing. But of course, obviously, it'd be great for the Seahawks to have home field advantage for that yep. situation. So let's go with that. All right. All right. So uh, Life Love Rugby asks us: Are you two season ticket holders yet for the Seattle SeaWolves? rugby and uh we we are not yet and the reason i think that we are not more so than anything is that kind of how we mentioned a little bit earlier yeah um, in the podcast is that february for us is so busy that we would have to probably find tickets like sell our tickets for the number of games we wouldn't for be able to attend them, yeah but it was it definitely, might happen at some point. Yeah, we're not opposed to it at all. It was kind of a calendar thing this year where we were kind of trying to figure out how much stuff we could fit in. squeak in. And we already had some things booked where we would be missing I probably like at least half of the games. So yeah. we decided to not go for it yet. But we are going to get to more games this year for sure. We'll purchase those tickets individually and it will be a good handful of them. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. Uh, Brady Larson 89 says, who is going to win the championship next week? So I think that this might be talking about the AFC and NFC championship games. That makes sense. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. So I'm going to say, okay, my heart wants to say. The Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with the Bengals. You're going to stick with the Bengals? Okay, let's let's have nothing but belief and say the Bengals are going to go. Yeah. They're going to win the AFC championship. Okay. The NFC, I think it's going to be the Rams. I don't see how the 40, like, I get that the 49ers beat them at the very end of the season and a weird end end of the game there. Yeah. But the way the Rams looked against Tampa Bay, the Rams are yeah. ready to play. And after, and I don't think you've seen this yet. Uh, yeah. Did you see it today? What the, I po- shared yeah, about the, how I'm. Uh, yeah. How your team Rams now. Yeah. Yeah. Just 
I'm I only- just want them to beat. I, I want the Bengals to win the Super yeah. Bowl, but I want the Rams to beat the Niners this weekend. I'm only supporting the Rams um, because of Matt Stafford, and that's like it. Cooper Cups went to Eastern Washington University. Okay, I will include Cooper Cup in that as well because he's at okay, Northwestern. But you know, I have a soft spot for the Lions, so I'm gonna. I'm just Matt Stafford is my reason for attempting to even cheer for the Rams. Um, but I'm still gonna cheer for the Bengals. So, uh, <laughs> Rick Jed Twenty One says, if you had to live the rest of your existence as a plant, which plant would you choose? This is the best question for Kate because she's it's also a, hard though. She's a plant lady. She's a plant mom. Like the the number of plants we have around here. Number one, she keeps them alive. They all look very, very pretty and very nice. Thank you. I don't touch. Like I do not do anything with the plants. If Kate were to leave, she turns the plant me, light on sometimes. Though, I do turn nice. the plant light on. If Kate were to leave me here for two weeks to take care of the plant life, she would come home to a dead jungle. They wouldn't be dead in well, some of them would be dead in two weeks, but not all of them. It'd be fine. Okay, so answering Rick Judd Twenty One's question, <laughs> I want to hear your answer first, and then I'll figure out what kind of plant I would be. So you know me and all my technically stuff, right? So I was thinking about this, and it was like I just was kind of trying to figure out, like, do I want to be a house plant that you can kind of like leave alone and not have to worry about do i want to be a plant that's like a little more high maintenance it doesn't even have to be um, a house plant it's true it could be any kind of plant it could be like a giant sequoia or something but um i feel like the size of things it would be pretty big i think i though, almost was about to ask a dumb question but i don't know if i want to do that a tree is a plant okay yeah um <laughs> it would be in the um in the you know yeah the, the i mean maybe not technically i don't know it's it's a living thing we got into a whole thing about animals the other day after that with looking up which things are considered animals and mollusks i guess aren't animals which i guess they're just i don't know it was a whole weird thing so so yes but trees and plants they kind of go together but um i'm gonna go though with like a snake plant oh i think interesting because um slightly concerning what why snake plants are poisonous to animals well to some pets right well they can make them sick yeah and the word snake leaves me a little bit concerned yeah they also uh, i think are nicknamed uh, mother-in-law tongue and oh so God. i think that's kind of funny but um i have very nice mother-in-laws so i'm fine with i love i love all of them um but uh anyhow long story there but um so i think i'm gonna go with snake plant because they um are air purifying they're pretty low maintenance um, and they, you know, just kind of do their own thing and, and they go really well. So I'm, I'm going to stick with that. You know what else does their own thing? The cat, the, the cat. cat, the dog right now are being so extra. They just want to be them. included. All right. If I was a plant. Yeah. Which plant are you going to be? Um, if you're saying that a tree is a plant, I'm going to be a rainbow eucalyptus tree. Oh, that's a great choice. So that's my answer. That's or a tiger lily, but that's nice too. Yeah, yeah. Rainbow eucalyptus trees are really cool. We saw some in Hawaii, I guess. Though they are pretty, you suck up a lot of water, so um, very hydrating. Anyway, uh, thank you all for your questions and for all of the times you give me time to be off topic and just ramble. I just, I just love it. So yeah, that keeps I'm, good for the rambles. I'm working on it. But thank you for joining us for the mailbag segment. We do love it. Keep submitting those questions every week. And also, Tim from Puyallup. Yeah, where were you this week, Tim from Puyallup? You gave us no question <laughs> about our local wizard, and I'm a little bit upset about this. The local wizard may have been out of town or something this week. Who knows? 
Who oh. knows? All right. This leads us to our closing podcast remarks. And this is the end of Pacific Northwest Showdown episode 19. Yes. Please. We want to thank you all for tuning in and listening this yeah, week. Yeah. Thank you to Tank for yeah, being Tank, here. It was so as good a to talk to you. Guest. Love that. It was awesome talking with you. Best of luck on your journey. Yes. You got this. Continue yes. to work hard and set your mind to and your heart to whatever you want to succeed in life. And I think you're going to get it. Right? Yeah. That's pretty good advice for anybody, too. I'm pretty good. You're very wise. Um, so be sure to check us out and follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, um, at PNW Showdown on all of those things. And so you can check us out there for some content and uh, keep in touch. All right. As always, take care of your heart and mind above all else. Until next time. You know, I don't, I don't know if anybody's listening to mm. this part of the podcast. Yeah, I don't think that they are. Because last no. week, you know, you said that if someone used the word checkers in a sentence and like, you know, added us or tagged us um, in social media, that they'd be put in a raffle for a $15 Simply Seattle gift card. And I mean, there is still time. So if you're listening now, you can tag us with using the code word checkers in a sentence. Again, social media, just tag us in there. And you're going to be put in a raffle for that gift card. So you must use the code word by January 31st at 6 p.m. to qualify. No one's done it yet. You could win with literally no competition. So <laughs> this reminds me of when my students don't apply for scholarships and then nobody applies for it. and Nobody gets the money. It makes no sense. So if you are listening, just tag at PNW Showdown on social media. And you could literally just like get yeah. yourself a fifteen Maybe it's dollar like, gift card. Hey, you want to play a game of checkers? Or hey, At like whatever. PNW just, showdown. Yeah, and, yeah. What something like that? Get creative. Yeah, let's see how creative you can get. And I'm gonna see. Let's see if it's Tim from Puyallup. Let's see if it's Rick Judd. Let's see if it's who you knows? know who knows who it's gonna be. Steve Olson. It could be. Steve it Olson. should be one of you three. I would think well, that I, would get I mean, this. Maybe could be. All right, somebody do it. Do it. <laughs>